welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today, Sue and I have no idea what the podcast is about. Thank heavens. It's so like a pop quiz. It's a, it's a surprise podcast. <laughs> Corey, what's our podcast about today? So we got a bunch of requests to do like 21 questions again, like we did before. I believe we released that earlier this year. Um, so we couldn't really think of like a bunch of questions to ask again, but the weekend before last, I was, I couldn't sleep. So I was like going through Flipboard and there was an article in El Decor um, that was saying, let's see what the title of it is. Uh, the top design trends in 2020, according to designers. So they basically have something that's like, they'll say this is in and then this is out. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they're correlating. So I would just, there was someone that I was like, oh, that's bogus. But <laughs> that's just my opinion. Take this El Decor. Yeah. <laughs> we love El Decor. So we're here to debunk the article or agree with it? Um, just to share your opinion on it. Okay. Yeah. So there, there was some stuff that I t- was like 100% that I was like, ah, I'm not sure about that. So we're going to find out right cool. now. Yep. Um, okay. So let me, I'm just going to try to also like follow along with the article as I'm going through it. And there's a ton in the article. We're not going to go through it all because it's, I would take forever. Um, but I think I'd, we're going to post this article as well, right? We will. So people can yeah. reference that. In our stories, we'll, you know, probably put a link in the show notes, stuff like that. So the first one, the in is integrated hardware and out is oversized poles. There is something really fun. I don't know if it's out necessarily, because there's some exceptions where you have like an appliance pole, Mm -hmm. you know, and that is going to be an oversized piece of hardware with a bigger extension. They just have to make it for the weight that it's going to be pulling out a sub zero suction, right? So those are going to be, you can't avoid that, but we are doing a lot more integrated hardware where it's actually like recessed into the cabinetry and it feels super custom, super integrated. So I think that's something we're getting just more clever with and people are introducing more just in the marketplace. So we love it. Um, and I think, I think overall we're getting more refined. We're getting more clever. We're getting more refined. And so I would agree with that, except for the the location of the appliance pole. Can you can you yeah. define like integrated yeah. hardware for people? Oh, I was going to define the. Um, I'm thinking of the bin pole, of how that's what they're saying is not to do, what mm. not to wear. <laughs> you know that show. Yeah. Um, I feel like that sort of look is just really clunky and feels very applied and not integrated. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So integrated to me, when I think about it, is like the ledge pole. Yeah. You know, I love the ledge pole. So that is the when you pull out the top of your drawer on the top of um, the wood the wood drawer, you're gonna see two screws when you pull it out, and it's they're screwing into a metal plate, and then that metal plate projects out so that you can kind of grab a tab. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a beautiful rolled edge, mm-hmm. really modern, very simple. Um, just integrated right into the drawer that way. Or you've even seen them countersink mm-hmm. um, really pretty poles like onto it. a ring it. pole almost. It's like yeah, like a ring beautiful. pole. Or I love the rectangular one mm-hmm. that's so kind of the same idea of the ring pole, but more modern and rectangular. So they would that would obviously have to be done by a cabinet shop that could chisel out that shape and then stick that, countersink that right into the the drawer. So it's definitely a more custom look, but it just feels so 
elevated and like really finished. It pays off. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love that. I actually totally agree with that statement. Same, same. Um, And then a lot of these. Agreed. Agreed. Bing. (laughs) Good job, Eldacore. So a lot of these, you really have to like see this, see the photo. So if you're listening, go to the show notes, find this article because the photo like really nails it. Um, The next one is in floral wallpaper, out geometric prints. I'd agree with that. I'd agree. Totally, yeah. 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 The the photo they show on geometric prints too, like totally rings true with me because it's like everyone has adopted it and like Target will have it and it's just kind of like everywhere. The Fallon rug. Exactly. (laughs) We're done with the trellis, Mm -hmm. I think. As far as like stripes, I think stripes are going to be in, will always be in, but the the diamonds and and those things, we're just not seeing it anymore. Graphic shapes that are all like graphic and it's like a white pattern on a navy blue background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Don't do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. But florals. Yes. Florals. Man. We love a mural, you know, the Gracie Large paper scale. florals and did that in Rachel Parcell's bedroom and in her daughter's bedroom. And we do a lot of those really large scale murally florals. It was like you're in a secret garden. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Really good. This next one wasn't a term I was familiar with. So I had to like, you know, read the article a little bit, but it said the inn is grand millennial style. Out is gray on gray. So do you guys know what grand millennial style is? I didn't. No, I, you'll have to define that. So it's it, it essentially is like just transitional style is what how I perceived it. But tell me, let me know what you think. So it says, as evidenced by the recent viral House Beautiful article, House Beautiful article, grand millennial style is having its moment. The look is traditional design with a twist, blending elements of classical design um, with a contemporary edge. Well, that's what we do. <laughs> that's so agreed. <laughs> was yeah. Well, am I right in saying that's that's like transitional, correct? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Especially with the millennial thing, I can see that just people uh-huh. still want a bit of traditional, but they definitely want a new twist on it. Yeah, and just a refresh, basically, and then s- gray on gray. Yeah, we're for sure, over that. Definitely, I think friends to follow on Instagram that are doing a fantastic job of grand millennial is that Josh Young. Mm, yeah, you know Josh Young. His he styling is so good. So good. Yeah, so, it's, it's very like William Sonoma home. Yeah. It's like English rolled arm sofas. He does everything in white. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's sort of grand and layered on layered on layered. There's also this trend that's really big right now that also sounds like grand millennial style. And um, they call it maximalism. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a ton of fun. Yeah. It's yeah. So I mean, if fun. it's done right, otherwise it looks like hoarders, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I love that. I feel, I feel less is a bore. Uh, yeah. However, I don't like the term grand millennial style. That makes I, it seem a little like it immature. It feels like an oxymoron. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I, I, I would agree. Because I would say a millennial is more of a minimalist and they don't really care about stuff they care more about experiences mm. and they want to get up and travel and they don't necessarily want to set down residences for too long so a lot of our lines have made things like for millennials it would be sconces that you clip on the wall and that plug in so that they can then take them with them to the next destination because they don't want to put down roots for very long so that they can really experience the world so i feel um I don't know. I feel like yanked in two directions about this idea of grand millennial style, though. I, I am seeing obviously some 
people that are in that born in that age range doing really incredible design. Yeah. Which is, I mean, they're kind of going back to the roots like Josh Young with having some of this traditional, mm-hmm. but then kind of reinventing it with a little bit more white space around it. Yeah. So you can see the form of it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's great. Interessante. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next one is in bold monochromatics out pale monochromatics. Amen. Bold monochromatics. I think we're, we're doing that a lot too, where we're taking, you know, this one color and we're saturating it and like seeing like different levels of that color, you know, with the trim work, the ceiling, the wallpaper, everything kind of is in that tone. And then the pales, um, we're not seeing as much if we do pale. I mean, it's not really pale. It's just subtraction of color. It's like white. Then with like like, contrasting things. I think it's like open up your your restoration hardware catalog, right? That's going to be more of the pale monochromatics where you're going to see linens and taupes and off whites and mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. it's it's really kind of these very simple analogous color schemes mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people that still really want to keep it yeah. neutral and so that's always going to feel really good to them and yeah. feel like they're not taking a risk but today we are asked more to can we please use color Saturate. i feel so good in color or i really want this to be more editorial and color is always going to be the best answer for that and the more you drench a space in color, then that color becomes the neutral. Mm-hmm. And then using things that are that color are the neutral thing to do, you know? Yep. Uh, the pale feels almost anemic, you know, like you need some guts to the space, be it like in the top layer or in the actual base layer that's sitting on your wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would totally agree. So a lot of these in and outs to me, they feel like the in is a reaction to the movement that happened before it, which is the out Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's yep. how, how it, it always goes. goes. Yep. yep. I know we want, we want something different. Mm-hmm. The new season we're evolving. Yep. Yep. Okay. The next one is, um, in layering old with new out is perfection. Mm. That's interesting. Layering old with new. That's something I feel like we I love, love that. We always have loved. Um, it's just more interesting, more traveled. Diverse. Uh, yeah, and you can tell a story, you know, with some full-bodied space. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And it's more personal, mm-hmm. right? Where I think the perfection is less personal because it's just more stark. Mm-hmm. It's a showroom completely. Or it's a perfectly made bed. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the funny you say Stark because that's like the picture they gave. Oh, they Tony gave. Stark is not Tony Stark. An Iron but, Man. But so there, the room is very stark. It's yeah. very like, yeah. Okay, so strict. So here's yeah. this is really interesting. Um, we're building a couple of projects right now in Dallas, Texas, and we're working with a builder that does all high end work celebrity homes and whatnot. And he's also like enjoyed working with us. And so he said, we want you to do this model home with us um, just for, it's just going to go up for sale and there's no homeowner yet, but we want you to do your thing in this house. And we're like, okay, great. Yeah. That sounds like fun. He's like, okay, so I think it's going to be an empty nester that is the right demographic. And what you need to know about Dallas is people find people that are empty nesters find more value in having a more modern home. People that are young and like raising children find more value and sophistication in having a traditional home. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, just a minute, let me think about that. It kind of broke my brain for a minute because it would feel the opposite, right? Like our parents- I mean, on paper, you think- Our parents, you would think they would want a traditional home, but he's saying for them at their station in life, they feel they find more value and sophistication in being contemporary. 
like these empty nesters that are just hip and cool. I'm like, let's play tennis. We've never done that before. And they, you know, like they come out of their contemporary bedroom and they're feeling all like fresh and young and hip because they don't have all their old traditional stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I can see that though. Like, yeah. It makes sense to me. Like, and then, and then we look we just at need a cleanse, so many you know? of these fashion bloggers that we work for and they're young and they want these ultra traditional homes to make them look successful. And because that has, was probably they like find more value in it. Cause that was what they saw growing up that this is what success is. And so they yeah. reach for that. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of stuff in the house I'm building right now, I feel is very traditional and it was probably not what I would have chosen five years ago. So yeah, mm-hmm. truly. Yeah. So it, I think this answer, this question depends on maybe your station in life, right? Rather than a trend. It's like, you're going to find success and value in maybe having something unique to what you once had. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What's interesting about that? Like when you are young, you're starting to acquire things you're starting to appreciate things and experiences and life and wanting to collect these things. We have kids and want to kind of spread that love. But when you're, when you are older, you're kind of like, you're starting to give all this stuff Liberated. to your kids and you're just like, I need to shed some weight mm-hmm. in the space and I need some like clearance in my head so I can be allowed to finish things out positive. So yeah. anyway, it does, it does totally make sense. Yeah. I it's like interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I do agree with like layering old with new though. Cause I feel like we are seeing that more than we ever have mm-hmm. currently. So I feel like that is in. You guys yeah. agree with that? Well, and I, I think also styles. we could work with empty nesters on a new home and make it more clean and more modern, but say, let's take, let's keep these things from your collection and pepper those in, you know, as an evidence that you did, that you, this is your house, right? Yeah. Because some of these gloppy oil paintings framed in a more contemporary way would be killer, you know? Yep. So I still think there's a way to spin them yeah, so that it still the, feels like home. Yeah, and cleaning up the texture, the backdrop, basically, instead oh, yeah. of like old knockdown Venetian plaster, you know, quote unquote, um, walls and cleaning up that whole backdrop, I think would be such a clean edit for the eye Yeah, that they haven't experienced before. Mm-hmm. I'm way interested in how you guys feel about this next one because I've been kicking the tires of doing this. Um, In is dark painted doors, out standard white doors and trim. So the dark painted doors, the picture they are showing is a uh, a pretty black door, but it still has white casing around it and white trim. Is that on an interior door or a front door? Interior. Mm -hmm. I, I feel that way about the front door. Like... I have a really dark kind of black and navy mm-hmm. door with a white casing around it. And it has to have that. Like my house would look so generic with a white front door. Mm-hmm. That actually makes me so sad thinking about that. <laughs> but <laughs> my that. interior doors and all my casings are white. And also though, I have a beach house. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a black door would make no sense in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think it depends on the style of the door. I, of the home, but um, I, I'm not for that. Okay. Not for every situation. Yeah, we've painted, we have painted, if you think about um, the remodel we did for CW, um, we did paint her doors kind of a French gray. Yeah. And then all of her casings were white. Yeah, um, be like CW. <laughs> that was. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got you. Yeah. Yes, it's beautiful. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I feel like that made her house look really custom and sophisticated. Mm. So yeah. that was when we obviously didn't go to black, but I think they're just saying a painted door, right? Yeah. 
So, and then I also have loved it in European homes when we do a wood door yeah. with white casings. Let's say with Tahoe Treehouse, we like did a, a wood door, but we yeah. kept all the casings white. white. Yeah. Because if you can imagine, if we match the door to the wood stain, like, you know, on the casing too, that'd be too much. Too much. And we'd be, we'd feel like, yeah, way too heavy. So, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that either. I think white will always have a place like for casings and, but obviously we're totally willing when we're creating an environment and we have a color to create, you know, put that color onto the door in the casing in a deeper tone than what's happening on the wall. It's like in yeah. a powder room or in a den or, you know, just to kind of complete the story, um, totally paint it dark. But I don't know if I'd necessarily say a general rule, I'm going to paint all my doors black because it depends on what's happening in the rest of the rooms. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that a white door, the white trim is out because it's, yeah, it's dependent upon the style, right? Yep. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yep. Sure. We got flex in that one. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is in our earth tones, out cool tones. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We all want a clay, you know, a clay or just uh -huh. like these warm ochres and I don't know. We're really also. Feeling. I just feel like it's not flattering to our skin tones to be in those cool environments. So if you still are a gray lover, make sure it's got a sort of a topiness to it that's got a little bit more warmth because your own human body is going to feel your skin, your face. It's just going to be more warm and flattering on you yeah. than being in a cold environment. And and also, I know you're going to use LED light bulbs. And that, that gray paint's going to go blue. Yeah. It's going to feel really cold. You're going to feel like you're living in a refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So totally. you got to do whatever you can to get warmer light bulbs and warm up that, that neutral paint a little bit. Totally. Uh, the next one is in a fun bathroom design. Out is open shelving. Whoa. So those, those, really, those really don't correlate, but no, yeah. I'm just like, I yeah. object to both. <laughs> yeah. To both? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I, I, I agree with the fun bathroom design. I disagree with the open shelving. Yeah. yeah. I thought so too. That's was one of the ones I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I think we revised but, the open shelving a little bit. I think before you would just see when open shelving, I feel like first came out, you'd see like just these big, thick, chunky shelves, like a white shelf or something, you know, yeah. just like anchored to the wall. But now we're getting again back to tradition. We're getting into like beautiful brackets, like your your house, Jess. brass corbels. We're, we're getting mm -hmm. into like really cute, like little railings around them, you know. And the shelving, I think, it's like it's marble or it's glass or it's just a little bit more refined yeah. and not so heavy. We're like it, we're doing. We're that. like at open shelving 8.0 now, and like we're really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I, I mean, I think in the beginning it was kind of rudimentary and clunky, and like, hey, it's this new idea. <laughs> You know, and now it's gotten to a point where it's very refined and jewelry-like and beautiful for bars and yeah. um, culinary drink too. stations. Like in a restaurant, you see that a lot. Stacks and stacks of white yes. plates and, and bottles glasses. of Pellegrino. Mm. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Yeah, I'm down for it. I'm still way down for open shelving. I think just having like lived with it, it's just such a beautiful it's way practical to like- practical too. It's practical. It's beautiful to see your stuff displayed, mm -hmm. especially if it's organized and edited. I love it. Yeah. And then, yeah, fun bathroom all day long. Nobody wants a boring bathroom. Yeah, no one. Will, yeah, Jeez. no one was the opposite of a fun. But I would like a no. not fun bathroom actually. Give <laughs> <laughs> um, me the lame one. No, that's never gonna happen. Ooh, so this is gonna come with an extra question. But the next one is in washing a room in one paint color, out are accent walls. Hmm. And then the follow up 
question to this, Jess, is we've got a lot of questions about your home office. Having the wall behind your desk is a... It's a hand-painted. Yes. Um, there are hand-painted little pieces of paper from Dick Blick, mm -hmm. the art supply store. And so they're all hand-marbled, um, painted. And it, it looks just like if you were to open up an old novel, like the interior of the the book sleeve, you know what I mean? Or inside the, the front, the front and back pages. So, it's like that. So maybe tell us why that's the exception yeah. and not necessarily an accent wall. Totally. So, I mean, the, the idea in the office was, do we do built-ins here or, and I already had quite a few built-ins in the house and I felt like it would make the room look smaller to have to have the, you know, the room come in and, and you know, an extra 24, 18 inches. Mm -hmm. So to keep the room feeling bigger, um, I decided on open shelves made of brass. And then I have a big chest in the middle and then another open shelf made of brass. And so I wanted my eye to have something to read to behind it and make it feel more sophisticated and make everything on my shelves also feel like they were part of this beautiful, expensive looking story. So by doing the whole back wall in these Dick Blick marbled papers and then that having the brass shelves pushed up against it, it felt like the back of a built-in got wallpapered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, obviously above the built-in or above my brass shelving and both side to side continues the wallpaper because, you know, the whole back wall is done in that. But I was really trying to add interest to the story of the storytelling I was going to do through styling on both of the shelves. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the room is painted black. And the one thing about my, my office is there's a huge window to the right of me. There's a set of French doors with transoms and side lights in front of me and then a huge opening to get into the room. So I don't really have any walls other than the back wall. And if I would have put hand-painted Dick Blick paper or everywhere in the room, it would have just been too much with too many stops and starts. So I kind of felt like I was treating the back of a built-in by painting it a beautiful color or treating it with a beautiful wallpaper, much like we do in closets. Mm. Um, so I did sort of break the rule by doing a focus wall, I guess is what they used to call them or an accent wall um, as part of the storytelling of my shelves. So I think it works in that sense, but I can see how that would be confusing to the viewer. And we're like, don't do it. Don't paint one wall red and put your bed on it. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, the difference agreed. though, too, is that whole wall has a composition. Like you said, you have the bookcases yeah. on each side, then you have the big chest plus a bit large piece of art. Mm -hmm. So again, this is just like background music for that whole composition. In most people's mind, when you think of an accent wall, you literally are just like all the other four walls, ceiling and the other three walls are all painted white or whatever you say. And then you have one wall that's shiplap or one uh -huh. wall yeah. that's wallpaper, one wall that's red. And it just, it doesn't make sense. It looks like you weren't committed mm -hmm. and it looks like you just, or you ran out of paint and you just, yeah, you just weren't quite brave enough to take it all the way throughout. But if you have a composition or you, you can break that rule. Yeah. And again, I think because your furniture really fills up the space, mm -hmm. it's just, it is the, it's just like that little edge lining in the inside cover of the vintage book. So yeah, I think it's really pretty. And the fact that it is like a handmade mm -hmm. thing too, there's a preciousness, I think to it as well, Yeah, where sometimes if you get too much of a precious thing, it be becomes unprecious or it becomes yeah, unspecial. I agree. And so I, I like the way you did that one. So. And you know, it's nice because um, now that during COVID, um, we all work from home so much more now. And so it's nice to sit at the desk and look out. And 
have the walls be black um, besides all of the windows and everything. And it's just kind of a calm area to work in. But when I'm on a Zoom call and people are looking at my face, they see this beautiful um, paper and artwork and shelves behind me. And everybody's like, wow, look at your office. And to me, it's calm and collected and it's black and serene. But I've got this party going on, you know, back yeah, there. And all of a sudden, back. all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is, look, I'm a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I did that, you know. <laughs> so I'm getting a lot of credit for it now. I've been in this house for six years and we've never talked about it before, really. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's a thing. So, yeah, because anyway. we, we, we see it all the time on Yeah, Zoom totally. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Well, let's talk about washing a room in one paint color. Because to me, mm-hmm. So dope. I, I, I think that's, so much. yeah, so in. Yeah, you're just completely, you're enveloped. We talk about this a lot. And I think you, right, right now we're feeling it like it's a big trend. We did it a lot in the Tiger Oak home that we did. Like the room for the little girl, that was all periwinkle. The room for the little boy was all deep olive green. You really walked into each space and you felt different. And I think it was a Martin Lawrence Bullard. He obviously is a huge advocate for color and he just said color's life. You know, and so being able to feel that saturation all around you, it really is invigorating and it does something to the psyche and to your blood um, to make you feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what we all, I think, are wanting to experience right now is just that. It feels you know, fresh. It feels, it, yeah. It feels fresh, but it feels also historic and it feels, I don't know, it's just a lot more interesting than just walking into a, you know, just a gray white room. And if you can't, completely wrap your brain around it because you all have white ceilings at home and you're not treating that ceiling as the fifth wall. Um, Another decorator trick is to take 10% or 20% of that wall color and use it on the ceiling. So even if like, say the room is pink, the ceiling isn't stark white. It's a really light, light um, tint of white. You know what I mean? So that the pink continues on and doesn't feel like you left out one of the surfaces. And that's a decorator trick that I know, like Jamie Drake, who's the king of color, he employs that in his offices. They almost never use white. They always tint their shades of white to match the wall colors to completely make it feel finished and that you didn't just forget this one white surface. And super intentional. And I don't know, I only have eight foot ceilings, but both in like the nursery and Nolan's room, Nolan's room is like this really rad tone of blue. And I decided to keep the same actual color. Mm on all the surfaces and it makes it feel tall. You don't feel like you're in a short space. And I think, especially if you are in a short house, it might be your first reaction to be like, oh, I need to paint it white so it feels taller. Mm -hmm. In fact, I feel like if I did paint that white and stop that color, it would just like give me a weird, a belt line or something where it just wouldn't feel continuous. So I really love employing this trick we did the same thing in the nursery and I love it and you just you don't notice the height of things you just you notice the feeling you feel differently in a room that's based completely in color and yeah it's invigorating it's a really cool trick so uh greed so the next one I'm going to start with the out okay uh it is granite countertops and then their alternative to that was like a manufactured stone such as quartz is in oh yeah, that was my reaction to it, actually. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. I there's The quartz is so great for so many women that have um, households where they have a lot of children and they're really nervous about ruining this precious stone. And so I've seen some people go, I'm going to splurge on a real slab for my island, but then I'm going to phone it in with quartz for all of the perimeter ones. 
I'm not going to say there's not good quartzes because we have found, you know, maybe out of a hundred that we like three of them. So it's, it's hard. And, and the reason why is because I don't think they've done a good job on the veins yet. They look like varicose veins to me and they look injected mm-hmm. and you're like, that is not natural. And then also they repeat. And so you're like, oh no, this is the same thing over and over and over again, which is a sure sign that it's not real. So I would say just stay away from trying to make it look real and just do something that's like, um, you know, got a speckle to it that's um, kind of looks like terrazzo. Yeah. Yeah, but what's it called? Is it called fresh concrete or? There is fresh concrete. I actually really like a lot uh-huh. just because it is a little bit more monochrome, but there's a teeny, like a nat- nougat. natural. I think it's called nougat. Yeah, there's a nougat one. Yeah. That's really good. That's cute for like certain areas. We've done commercial spaces in their kitchens and it works really good like that. Um, I was almost going to make a statement called, I would rather have granite than quartz. I mean, if I had to choose between the two and like somebody was like, I need you to do the start, this whole development of starter homes for us. We have limited budgets. I think we could actually find a cool granite that's not little speckles, but that has big, big rivers and movement in it. And I think that we could actually do a better job with granite than quartz. I feel it's it's all about the slab with that. Mm -hmm. I picked out, I just was going through a slab yard. I was like, this is the slab like for my countertops. And it ended up being a granite. I didn't know necessarily because it was like, it wasn't the small little speckled thing that you're Mm-hmm. That you were like talking about, um, but it was really, really cool. And it had like depth to it and variety. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It'd be so hard. And when durable. I saw that, I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> like, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> I yeah. I get to live it with doesn't look mother like nature. Beef. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. the small speckles just looks like ground beef and it's just like totally. not, not mm-hmm. lovely. So yeah. yeah, anything with like big movement in it, be it granite, marble, quartzite, Quartzite um, is different than yeah. quartz. You guys know Fine. this by now, right? Quartzite is the tip, tippity top. Like yeah. I think we like that better than even marble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quartzite yeah. is the real thing. Quartz is the fake thing, mm-hmm. which is so confusing because it's with the word "ite" on the end, quartzite, you'd think it's like trying to be like quartz. Yeah, that's the opposite. Yep. You Qu- want quartzite. Quartz actually, I had it in my old house, and mm-hmm. knowing we were gonna like sell it and whatever, that's the reason we put it in there. Um, cause it is a durable thing, but I, one thing I didn't know is that they, they take real stone and they grind it up yeah. and then they mix that with plastic. Mm-hmm. So it's like 95 or 97% real stone. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a huge amount of real stone. So you can't put anything hot on it cause it's going to melt the plastic that's in, that's in it. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I didn't know. Um, yeah. And then if you all, if you are thinking like, Oh, like that you want like something like economical. I don't know if mixing stone with plastic is, is the right thing. I think it will, it'll, it's going to last a long time. It's going to be durable, you know, provided you don't put heat on it, but it is mixed with plastic. So maybe, maybe it's recycled plastic. I don't, that I don't know. That could be. I don't know, but it's interesting. Like when we were pricing for the last place we lived at, we were pricing out quartz versus marble and I ended up doing marble, like a Carrera marble, is less expensive than a quartz. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to be more cost efficient. So we did a Carrera in our last house on the perimeter countertops. Quartz was more expensive and didn't look at all the way I wanted it to be. So anyway, so just price them out. You'd be surprised. Oh, definitely. Same, with, same thing with granite. Don't think that quartz is the only thing that you can live with and it's going to be cheaper because not necessarily. Mm-hmm. So. so the next one is in that same vein. But before I tell the story, I'll um, say what that is. So in is faux marble. Out is real marble. 
That was, that was Last the next one. me. Yeah. So <laughs> I object. <laughs> I think some countertop guys, my countertop guy that I talked to and I did, I did it. He tried, he talked me, tried to talk me out of doing a marble and doing a quartz instead because it is marble has like a natural veining to it. And those are actually like weak points in a marble. But if you brace it right and, you know, as like most countertop guys should know how to do, uh, you know, whether that's with corbels or brackets of some kind, if there's an overhang, you're going to be fine because it'll be supported by your cabinets. But there have, I've had a couple of guys be like, oh, you shouldn't like do that. You shouldn't use actual stone because there's weak, weak, weak points in it. So that, yeah, that's a real thing. In, I've never seen that you know, in 12 like years of doing this. Of, you know, in Italy, Calcutta, that's, everything is made out of marble. And there's just a thing with marble. Um, if you're a perfectionist and you are going to hate seeing any antiquity or any character happening to your stone, you're not going to like marble. I did, I did a natural stone floor for my mother and I did career tops for my mom's kitchen. She's a perfectionist. I should have put linoleum in there. <laughs> like Honestly, or, you know, something obviously harder cause she can't stand it, but marble is beautiful and you just have to just like you live with it for a year and it starts to patina and it starts to even out and that's when it gets really pretty. So if you're willing to kind of invest that time, like be patient with it. It will get to the point that you want it. And if you are a perfectionist, you can always have it rehoned. You have it rehoned every two years, but then you're going to start from love's ground zero again. So just know that mm-hmm. yeah. if you get marble, you just, you have to love the character of it. I love the character of marble. Most people, even we have a lot of clients that they love the veining of marble. They don't like the veining of quartz, nor do we. So to the, to their point, I, I don't know. I would object. I would for sure rather have real marble than a quartz, you know, to other things, but, but yeah. And I would say veining is in and speckles are out. Yeah. Which is sure. why granite's been having a hard time for a lot of years now, or has gotten a bad rap. I should mm-hmm. say it's because mm-hmm. for the most part, it's a specklier movement and you don't get those big, beautiful rivers of, you know, what marble has. Um, yep. Something about that graphic line just is so pretty. Yeah. And I weird went slap shopping with a client and she's a perfectionist. I'm like, quartzite might be better than marble, even though you love the look of marble. She saw the quartzites that I love, Jesse loves, and they just weren't as fluid as a marble. They're a little bit more sketchy and a little bit more artistic. She went with a marble because she just couldn't get on board with like the different type of veining that quartzite has versus marble. So anyway, we've gone in deep on that one. But they do look different. They have similar qualities. They all both can be light. One is much more durable than the other. But in general, we're always going to love a natural stone more than a fabricated man-made stone. So, yeah. Object. Object, yeah. Uh, The next one is in is classicism. Out is industrial design. Amen. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Bye-bye Edison bulb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, bye bye yeah. iron pipe. Yeah, it's just uh, bye 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 barn doors. Yes, bye bye. Yeah, I think that's bye bye polished concrete floors. Mm, amen to that, actually, yeah. as well. Uh, I just think it's like like you were saying before, like minimalism is mm-hmm. out, maximalism is in, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just industrial design just feels too sterile and cold for me. Yeah. I like a warm home. Totally. 
Yeah. And all those rusticated woods that they would build furniture out of. And they're like, you're never going to believe this. This used to be an old sawhorse or whatever. Like, (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) And and I would say to Adam, we'd be at market. I'd be like, I can't wait for the day when they actually have to start making real furniture again. Mm -hmm. Like, are these jokers still going to be around? Because they're just going to the junkyards and like putting legs on something and calling it a dining table, you know, in the name of industrial design. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, I'm going to get slivers, you know, while I'm <laughs> eating my cold cereal. This is this is really rough. So Drawing's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so bumpy. On a table, it's the worst. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is in are real plants and flowers, out are faux plants and flowers. Mm. How do you feel about that one? Negative ghost rider. <laughs> Negative on of both? Of course we like the real. Yeah, well, I think we like, we like yeah, we're yes We on love both. the real, but I mean... There's so many clients that say, I cannot keep a real tree alive. We try so hard to get people to put real trees in their home. And so we end up having to do some faux, mm-hmm. more real than faux on trees. Yeah. But when it comes to like your center hall table and you've got a big, beautiful ginger jar, 100% of the time we're using faux branches, big mm-hmm. cherry blossoms, mm-hmm. big magnolia branches, um, fishtail palms, all of that, because nobody's going to remember to like change the water or want to pay for a new arrangement every week. So I think they have their place. Mm-hmm. Getting real flowers is the ultimate luxury. We have a client that gets a new arrangement mm-hmm. every week from her husband. So sweet. Employ that. Yeah. Ladies yeah. She has that on her kitchen that's island. In. That's yeah. In. That's that's in. Love is in. Love flowers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe in love. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we love both, but I think natural foliage is definitely, or foliage in mm-hmm. general, That or, those organic lines are super important to any space. I will say that it took us a long time to find the exact right, it took searching to find the best type of faux flowers though. Yes. We didn't carry it oh or my believe gosh. it in the yeah. store for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so we just didn't have them until we were at market and we found the exact right company that has the most realistic florals and greenery. And there's actually, you know, it has like the clear fake acrylic water in there with the stamps. It's beautiful. They're yeah. beautiful. And yeah. They're totally. We're not talking about like season. those tiny little fake succulents you find on the shelves at home yeah. goods or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And yeah. They're, not, they're not just like your silks that you remember from your grandmother's home. It's not that. It's yeah. a lot more loose, a lot more real. So, yeah. Cool. The next one is in is multifunctional. Out are formal separation of spaces. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I'd say yes to that. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we've done um, some formal separation of spaces. I feel like in Rachel's home, that library, you know, definitely a formal separation of a space and just like so much applause. And, you know, people just haven't seen that in so long because it's like the great room, connected kitchen, connected dining situation. But when you do get a room that has a specific, you know, cause and you can envelop it in its own feeling, it's kind of fun to be in there, you know? But yeah, people just, they're opting out on the dining room and they're saying, combine that space with the great room and let's just all live together and be in the same space. And that's still what we see on most floor plans. Do you see that being a long lasting thing? I think there's a hybrid. I don't, I actually don't ever remember a time since I've been alive and I was born in the mid seventies that there was ever an open floor plan. Um, I'm trying to think through. Yeah, it seems like there was always segregated rooms. And it, so it feels like kind of an epiphany in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like it's a revolution. And I think it's always going to be desired. 
by people to be able to have that connectivity from all the different rooms because all of a sudden the woman's not banished to a kitchen or husband if he's the one doing the cooking with somebody else watching TV. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or it just feels like the family can be together or the, or the married couple can be together even if they're in different zones, but they're still in the same room. So they can still be in a conversation while a pot is being stirred or a table is being set or they're wrestling on the ground with a kid. You're still a part of the family, you know? Yeah. Like everyone's finally honest with each other and saying, we like each other. We all want to watch TV and we're all going to be part of this cooking experience. Oh yeah. And, and to the, what do you call it? Multifunctional spaces? Yes. Yep. Even in Rachel's, I'm thinking about her library. It's not just what used to be just an office with like an executive desk facing the front with like two chairs, like you're going to have an interview. It's a lot more multifunctional because you have a settee for like mm-hmm. someone to sit there with their kids, do a puzzle, throw up a laptop, you have reading chairs and it's a lot more loose and not so defined as having like one desk for one master of the house. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So even there, I feel like we're just getting smarter in how we want to use spaces and it doesn't have to be a standard, like everyone does this. So therefore I'm going to have a really sterile office with an, you know, with, yeah. Room for one. That's a great point. You know? So yeah. even if you do like the, cause I love, I love having like those separations of room and I love dining rooms and stuff, but see if you can make it multifunctional, see how you can make it mm-hmm. fit your lifestyle. And I think that that is what is in. And I think it's something that I don't think is going to go out of style. You know, I think multifunctional, I think it's smart. Mm-hmm. It's smart design and smart living. So mm-hmm. agreed. Me too. The next one is in classic interiors. Out are all white kitchens. Negative. Negative. Yeah, we do. Most most clients come to us with the desire for a white kitchen. I would say 90% of the kitchens we design today, mm-hmm. of the last 12 years, we hardly get to do anything but a white kitchen at the request of the client. Uh, we take our whites and we'll make them feel more custom Putty, and do putty or taupey or yeah, we'll yeah. do like a biscuity color or a taupey color or something. So it feels like a custom white and not mm. like out of the box or IKEA or would, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I actually think all white all and they they're saying all in capitals mm-hmm. like all white kitchens, countertops, backsplash, everything. Oh, got it. Yeah, and white island too. Sometimes mm-hmm. we'll like mix it up on the island and do something different with that. Um, We'll do multiple islands. <laughs> so <laughs> like we'll integrate butcher blocks or something just to add variety. And yeah. Like we always will love, we love having like a wild vein or something that adds contrast and interest. And so therefore it's not like all mm-hmm. white, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it depends on how that question is. If you're talking like white subways, white kitchen, white island, white countertops, I'd say that's accurate. We probably wouldn't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. We would add more interest and personality into a softer white or warmer white, you know, kind of a kitchen. Personally, do you guys wish that like white um, cabinets, like all, all the kitchen cabinets, like being white, that that was not as big of a thing or how, how do you feel about that? Or are, are you down with it? I think it's something that's classic. It's something like if we look to kitchens of old, like it's, you'd see it then and you see it now and it's beautiful. I think it's just a matter of making it interesting and making the design smart mm-hmm. on it to make it feel unique and not so generic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but it's interesting, like publications, they won't even like take 
us like sending Im- images of white kitchens because it's not what I think people are just sick of it. It's not editorial. It's not yeah. editorial yeah. right now. You know, it'll come back and people will say, oh, white kitchens are trendy again. But if you love a white kitchen now, yesterday, tomorrow, like it, I think it'll always be a thing. I don't think it's something that has clotted. Um, it's just something that we've seen a lot of. And so people want more interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I say one, th- one thing that I dislike ab- about that? And I'm actually cool. Yeah. Like there's some white kitchens that I see and I'm like, man, that's mm-hmm. amazing. I love it. Yeah. When I'm like watching one of the hundred billion shows that are on TV and they're like, yeah, what we really decided to do in this kitchen were like white cabinets. And I was like, Whoa, you Novel. just, yeah, <laughs> that's some, that, that bugs me more than the white cabinet <laughs> yeah. itself. You're I'm like, just like, that's this, the obvious answer yeah, for every household. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, like you're making it seem like you had this like genius idea that has like never been thought of before. And it's just so, yeah, yeah. it rubs me the wrong way. I love yeah. when people would say like, oh, I've always loved white kitchens before everybody loved white kitchens. I'm like, everybody's always loved white kitchens. <laughs> like it's not novel. It's not new, um, yeah, but know. it is successful. And I don't think that that's something to mm-hmm. wash away. I mm-hmm. liked that band before they were popular. That's like saying that to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, their first EP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. This next one is the last one. And like I said, we, we didn't like go through all of them in this. So you go read the article. Um, we'll post it in our story. If you're listening to this the day that it came out, um, or we'll have it in the show notes as well. But the last one is in furniture with rounded edges out mm. metal framed furniture. Mm. 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 Love rounded edges on everything yeah. right now. Yeah. We're working with Give a couple a in Dallas that they want a very contemporary home and we keep throwing, um, curved curves in it because it feels so Euro and custom and mm. designer. Um, they're having a really hard time not doing 90 degrees, you know? Yeah. And so we're trying hard to just sort of get it in wherever we can, because otherwise it's, you know, it can just turn into like such a simple look. Mm. And because it is going to be such a simple contemporary home, you've got to do something that's going to shake it up a little bit, you know? So yeah. the curved edge, the curved sofa, the, I mean, we buy so many curved um, sort of horseshoe-shaped chairs, lounge chairs that swivel in the, in the store. At one point I looked around and I was like, oh, no, I think everything we have in here is that shape. <laughs> we got to get some more, um, some different shapes going on in here. But, yeah, it is a huge movement. Um, it's fantastic. Metal-framed furniture. I'm trying to think, like, cocktail tables, consoles. Yeah. They, the picture they show in this is a, uh, a bed frame. Headboard, footboard, oh, that's metal. Oh, yeah. Nobody yeah. wants that. Yeah. You know what? Also, um, I'll say this. Yeah, feng shui. Um, we don't practice it a lot, but we have had a couple clients that do. And they say you should never sleep in anything that could conduct electricity. Oh, good call. It's wrong. It's And ever since I, I heard that, fortune. I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I taste metal whenever I look at metal furniture. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like you have a feeling that just connected with tinfoil or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh. I'm getting electrocuted <laughs> by this whole idea of sleeping in a metal framed bed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that feels really unzen. Yeah. Yeah. I hundred percent agree with that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And the, soften that. the sectional, it's like this double sided sectional they show on the furniture with rounded edges, but even the cushion to the deck is mm-hmm. like more rounded. Very than, cool. Yeah. yeah. And it takes a great craftsman to like do a great job with rounded mm-hmm. edges. So again, True. like a minimal contemporary house, like these ones just talked about where there's nothing, like there's not a ton of things to like focus on. If you at least have like interesting form, the Guggenheim guys, 
you know, yeah. it makes it feel more expensive and more interesting. And like someone, someone gave a damn to oh. put a radius on it instead of just calling it in with a 90. Give a damn guys. Give a damn. Yeah. Throw a radius in it. That's the name of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the advice. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's all we had for today. Oh, great. That was really fun. I yeah, know. definitely. Thanks. Well, yeah, like I said, go check the article out. Um, it's worth a read. So thanks Very guys. Good. It'll be fun to see the visuals too. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 